Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Good morning and welcome to Into the Lab in a special Thursday morning slot. Back to our regular slot. Excited to continue season one with our sports scientists and some special guests. This is episode 36 and I'm your host, Ernest Silva. Find me at the Sport Gene and powered by the Mothership Blue Collar Media Group, where we are back with some good debates. Our special guests on the Blue Collar Sports Network. This show is coming to you from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, but your favorite sports analysts are cooking in the lab from all over the globe. Let's cue the announcer and get your morning started off right. And now, tonight's starting lineup. From Winnipeg, featured on the podcast, the Institute of Drafting, the 2019 Into the Lab NFL Pick'em Champion, Twitter handle at the Phantom Jazzy, Miles Bloomquist. Every time you mention that I'm NFL Pick'em champion, it just makes me miss talking about football a little more every day. So glad to be back. Yeah, my heart breaks just a little bit. And last from our sports scientist from Boston, slightly biased, very own and co-host of Smack Talk, Twitter handle at Reisner underscore Steven, the general Steve Reisner. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, just sitting here trying to get the EA service to let me log in as always. <laughs> now, Steve, uh, I, th- I think I want to start before I even introduce anything and talk a little bit about your coming back to reality as you were riding high with that Gronk win championship. Talk to us a little bit. How are you feeling? Oh, oh man, that was just ab- absolutely phenomenal performance by Rob Gronkowski. Great. That, uh, the guy was born to be a champion. He, you, you, you can see the way he stole that belt, the way he raised that belt. He was born to be a champion. We joked about it on here, and Dre brought it up saying, don't you think <laughs> I, that Gronk is going to win his first belt? And we laughed about it, and it ended up happening. And so were you just hyped? Like, were you bouncing off the walls throwing yeah, stuff? I was, I, mean, I, was, I was actually kind of hyped because I was. I, the only reason I was watching it is nothing else fucking on, and I'm like, well, Gronk's <laughs> on it, whatever. I'm sorry I'm climbing off the fucking balcony thing, and I'm like, oh, shit, Gronk. <laughs> Like I don't know if you've seen that that meme or the or the or the gif where where the guy's mouth just keeps opening w- wider and wider and wider, and I could just picture your face as Gronk is sliding in yeah. and, and the ref is pounding the floor with each number. I, I just thought, <laughs> wow, Steve must be going crazy. So that's awesome. I'm really excited to talk about that. But let's we'll just jump right into it. So we're back. Your network tournament champions from last week. We got a doozy today. Some special guests in for our round one segment. Some debates and top five teams in the NFL for next season if it started today. And in round two, we debate our first team, all-NBA team. Let's jump into it and get started with round one. Round one, league news and updates. All 
All right, back to our round one segment. We're going to start off here. I'm going to let Steve do the honor. Steve, why don't you bring in our first guest? Uh, our first guest is uh, a buddy of mine from the um, Army that is Pat's Twitter. Um, this is uh, at Davio. Uh, you got served is really what he goes by on Twitter. Um, he's a great guy. We talked uh, we met the other day through a, a Zoom meeting. Um, just like much like the NFL draft, we figured we'd work everything out before Belichick. Uh, yeah, Dave, Dave's a great guy. He's gonna be starting a new podcast. You got served with a bunch of a uh, bunch of our other guys. Uh, which you guys will love. This is we're gonna shit on all these horrible takes against the Patriots. jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what, what's going on, Dave? A truly away with words. We're gonna shit on them all. Because that's what we're going to do. And I, I, I have to tell you, I don't know if it's a Boston thing or if it's just a sports thing in general, but people are so tribal and they have such emotional opinions about things. And I find myself Boston every day. There, there you go. There you go. I rest my case. But the, the thing about it is the emotional takes that are out there. They're not backed up by facts. They're not backed up by evidence. And every day I'm out there just smacking First people around. First round in by Tennessee. <laughs> there you go. Oh my gosh! And there you go. So we're just we're gonna take we're gonna take one hot take per episode. We're gonna blow it up with me and a bunch of my friends. Yeah, that's awesome, Dave. Now, how do you feel about uh, the latest? Uh, comments made by Rex Ryan that uh, give Bill Belichick, Geno Smith, and guarantee he wouldn't be winning any championships take. I'm just trying to think of a really good foot joke to make about what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I can't – anytime he says anything, all I can do is think it's a, it's a feat. It's a feat. It's like an Adam Sandler bit, you know. <laughs> but, like, I, I think that he – He's the ultimate hot taker, and as a Patriots guy, I'm supposed to hate Rex Ryan, and I don't hate him. I actually like him. Wow, that's a big take right there. So it you're is. starting. You're starting your new your new show. You got served. Have you guys kicked mm -hmm. off yet, or is or your inaugural episode coming up soon? Kicking off on Friday. We're really excited. I got a group of great guys together, including the general himself, and looking forward to it. Well, that is awesome. But, but the general to Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan now. Holy crackers, y'all. That's sports scientist Dre <laughs> Rogers. Yeah, well, there. Dre is in Welcome, the house. Dre. Yeah, um, and I just heard a rumor now, and I, I guarantee you it's not true, but I heard a rumor that Gronk is coming back and he's oh going to the Bucs to play. He's going to the Bucs to play with Brady. I saw so. that. Yeah. <laughs> he's the 24-7 champ. That's false. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were just talking about that, Dre. That's actually he where he doesn't have time for, for football games now. <laughs> That's actually he's where he's going to try his new moves on the field, Dre. He's got to defend. He's got to defend his title twenty four seven, man. That's why it's called that. <laughs> I just can't get past what he said when they interviewed him. Did you see this interview with Gronk where he said he would? He took his hand and pushed it into the back of his skull, and it felt like a jelly donut. <laughs> And that's the classic. That's classic. If you, if you guys heard that Brady interview on Stern this morning, no, we're he, we're gonna get into that in a minute. We're gonna get into that in a minute. But go ahead, you can you can spoil some. I'll give you a little <laughs> bit of a teaser. Basically, what he said is that Gronk would be butt naked, towel over his shoulder, and he'd walk right through the yeah. locker room with all the reporters there. <laughs> 
Well, Dave, Dave, talk talk to our listeners. Our listeners love to hear some of the Patriot takes. Um, obviously, with with Steve, the general on our on our show, they they love those Patriot takes. Talk to us a little bit about where we can find you, how we can listen to you, and subscribe, and and where we can find you on Twitter. Really appreciate the support on this one, guys. You can find me on Twitter at Davio, which is D A V I E Y O. Also under you got served, and most of my time is spent correcting the record on all of the hot takes that are out there. We well, appreciate so. you sticking around and, and chiming in on any segments if you want to. We're not going to pressure you. But let me kind of switch gears here and talk to a little bit about what some <coughs> people are listening today for and some of those card stories. We have a real treat for everybody listening. World Series of Poker competitor and part-time poker connoisseur Ray Martinez, Texas represents right here, joins us for some Q&A on poker. Welcome, Ray. How you doing, Ernest? Good to see you, man. I'm I'm really glad to be here and uh, welcome. Uh, thanks for uh, welcoming me here, man. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, really excited to have you on, Ray. I was talking to the guys that we were gonna go into the cards this week. They had no idea what I was talking about. Some people actually brought their Yu-Gi-Oh deck, but they didn't know it was poker. So glad to be talking with you, man. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that that might have been Dre. <laughs> He's putting it away now. What, what did I say? <laughs> I'm actually on mute. <laughs> no worries, Dre. Stay on mute. You're good. But, right, but right. I, do, I do have a comment. I do have a comment in there. So I don't. I don't know if uh, if you heard that last week we had a nacho challenge. So maybe this weekend we could talk more about it when we get into the poker section. But we could do a poker challenge this week, and uh, let's see if any if any of us could come close to kind of beating you. At your own game or something. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm actually I'm really at, down for that. I'm down. I'm, I'm willing to gamble anytime. Let me know. Tell me the stakes and I'm in there. I'm actually in to record <laughs> us doing an online poker tournament and putting money on the line to see if we can actually get any money from Ray. Ray, talk to us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into poker? How did you get into this type of sport? And, and a little bit about yourself. Certainly, uh, again, my name is Ray Martinez. Uh, I've been playing poker for about 20 to 25 years. It all started uh, back in the military on those long bus rides to and from uh, different locations where uh, we would bring our little uh, uh, sandwich bags full of nickels, dimes, quarters. And it started from there. And it wasn't until recently, about 2003, when a big poker boom started. And uh, if I can, I can tell you a little bit about that a little bit later. But uh, yeah, by uh, by day, I'm a IT project manager. And by night, my side hustle is I go and play poker around San Antonio, around the state, uh, obviously in Vegas. And I've been to well over 30, 40 casinos around the country. So uh, poker is, uh, is a hustle for me, but more seriously, it's, you know, it's an extra source of income for me. I just love the game. I love the competitiveness. And obviously, like everybody, I like making that extra money. Yeah, that is badass, man. Really glad to have you on the show again. That's Ray Martinez, uh, one of our Texas' very own World Series of Poker players and poker connoisseur. Ray, I'm, I'm not going to take away from the Lapsters, so let's talk about the Lapsters hotline. We asked them to give us some of the hot takes uh, coming into poker. And so let's take the first question. Why do you consider poker a sport? First, let's define what sport is. A sport is defined as a competitive acti activity done for entertainment that obviously requires both physical ability and skill in order to excel. Uh, you really can't debate that. So in that sense, poker is a sport because it is played for entertainment. It is extremely competitive, uh, mainly because there's usually tens to hundreds to sometimes millions of dollars at stake. And it almost always requires both physical and mental prowess 
in order to consistently play and win at the highest levels. And just like in the NBA or the NFL, you always see uh, the best players, you know, always winning. It's the same thing in poker. We have the top five, <coughs> top six players in uh, the poker world that are always uh, making millions and millions of dollars every year playing at these tournaments. So, yeah. Uh, and besides, if we can call golfers athletes, we can call poker players athletes as well. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. Uh, yeah, there's some edge to that. Now, now, Ray, I think this is on everybody's mind. At least it's on mine. And most of our lapsters sent this question. I had six different lapsters send this question in. What is it like competing in the World Series of Poker? And it's it's a evolution of of time. In the very beginning, the first time I ever played in an actual World Series of Poker event, and uh, just just for the listeners, uh, World Series of Poker is actually a series of between fifty five to sixty five individual tournaments that's held wow. over six to seven weeks in the summer in Vegas. It's uh, the World Series of Poker in Vegas is basically considered like the Super Bowl of poker. You got players from all over the world going over there to win uh, uh, one of these individual tournaments. And not only is it the money, but it's also bragging rights because you actually win a gold bracelet, a WSOP bracelet. And you have one of those on your wrist, you're considered a, a big dog in the poker world. So um, I remember my first event in 2013, it was a $1,500 buy-in event. Uh, I had saved like six months to, to play in this tournament. And I'll be honest with you, it was nervous, man, because you got about 3,000 other people playing against you know i lasted about six hours which is not good in today's standards but uh last year uh i played in several different events and i go in with a mindset to where hey man i'm, I'm gonna win this one you know uh, it just takes time like with anything you know you go from rookie to a pro uh i don't consider my myself a pro at all but uh i ain't no uh, spring chicken either when it comes to the poker table you know yeah no absolutely and we're talking with ray martinez here uh texas poker player and participant in the world series of poker ray i got one more question for you and um going back to my college days i used to really root for phil ivy myself he was a baller at poker i used to just laugh when he just snarl or look mean at somebody when they were acting stupid so so who is the best poker player right now and why and you can't say yourself Uh, that's a good one (laughs) uh well right now i mean there's there's three uh, and you mentioned one of them, the gangster himself, Phil Ivey. He's known for his his uh, stare. You know, he he definitely uses the intimidation tactic, and mainly because he's so well rounded. Because again, I don't know if uh, any of your listeners know this, but poker not only does it involve Texas Hold'em, but also involves different other, like five or six other games known as you know Omaha uh, seven two draw, uh, five card draw. So uh, he's well rounded, and he he's won tournaments and all those different games and then another name is daniel negrano he's canadian he already he reached uh, i think last year he reached the 35 million dollar mark in lifetime earnings playing poker uh he's the face of poker right now because he's all over uh uh social media and he's just a likable guy canadian with that accent but again he's a legendary poker player and uh the third guy is actually more of a cash game player uh by the name of daniel coleman who uh you can re- routinely see him playing cash games where the buy-ins are of excess of a hundred thousand dollars. And uh, just to give a little background on that, tournaments are a set price. Everybody can buy in for a certain amount of money and play until the winner is determined. Now, playing cash, that's different. You got to play with whatever money you got in your pocket. And some of these games are high stakes, where minimum buy-in just to sit down at the table. 
uh, to play cash is $100,000. So I don't know about you guys, but I'd like to get to the point to where I can be able to drop $100,000 in cash on the table and play for fun. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I bet you when you said Canadian, Miles' ears perked up a little bit from the Hungry Man, and he was like, where can I find him play? But Ray, <laughs> yeah. it, do you have a social account that people can follow or follow you uh, in the future? I have a Facebook page. You can look me up under Ray Martinez. And then I have an Instagram that I just started a couple months ago. Uh, you can find me at RayPoker13, uh, where I post uh, different my different uh, adventures uh, playing poker out here in these streets. So, uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram uh, at RayPoker13. And uh, I talk a little bit of trash and, you know, just uh, my little adventures on the on the poker table. Awesome, man. Well, thank you, Ray Martinez, joining us on Into the Lab. You're going to hear a little bit more from him. I heard he has some cowboy shit talk to talk in a little bit. So we expect to hear oh from God, you yeah. in just a bit. And and we look forward to hear, seeing our live poker segment. I think Dre's on to something. We're going to challenge you. That's for sure. But let's Do switch it. gears. Let's let's take round one into some news stories around the NFL and some of the hottest news stories happening in the NFL. Number one, Cam Newton and Jameis Winston still unemployed, looking at everybody um, getting their new teams while they stay on the unemployment bench. Number two, Seattle linebacker Bobby Wagner says the division title is theirs to lose. There's nobody better than the Seattle Seahawks. Audrey Davion Clowney has basically stated he is not going to sign with Seattle anymore. He's going elsewhere. Number three, division battles are starting early. As you see, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Atlanta Falcons already competing with new uniforms this week. And number four, Tom Brady goes on Howard Stern and says legacy was really never something he thought about in his decision while claiming he doesn't go to the OTAs because of Giselle. So let's go ahead and talk about these top four headlines. Which, which one of these really come out and stand out to you guys? I'll, I'll let the sports scientists kind of jump out at these early. Tom Brady's a simp. <laughs> Giselle's a bitch. Giselle's a bitch, man. As soon as he married her, as soon as he married her, my father said she's she's gonna ruin everything. He was right. Now, now, Miles, I want I want to circle to you on on one of these headlines. Definitely gonna talk Falcons Bucks. Who won the uniform battle this week, and and uh, how do you like the new unis? I, I want to take it objectively and say it's a tie because honestly they're kind of similar. I like obviously this might still have some bias in it. I really dig the Falcons jerseys. I love the fact that they're going back to black. I think that's like the, the look every Falcons fan wants to see. And it's a little more threatening than them in red. I think black is a little more intimidating. Uh, I like that they're trying the gradient style. I think that's really unique. And I know that they have it as their alternate jersey right now, which is good because that means that we'll only see it a bit and not too much. But I think that's a unique style. And obviously, I'll have to wait till I see it on the field. But I like where they're going with that. The white jerseys are clean, but I could say the same thing for the box. Those white jerseys are clean as hell. I think those two are the best on each team. That's why I kind of consider this a tie because their best jerseys are pretty much tied. They're super sleek. I don't like the gray jerseys for the Bucks. Uh, I think that they're a little sort of stale looking. I, I hope they don't wear them too much. I, I think that is their alternate jersey. But the other two Buccaneers jerseys are really nice. Um, and I mean, like, yeah, it's jerseys. It probably doesn't matter all that much in the, the day, but God, does it look good to see them on the field. <laughs> I knew you were going to have something to say about that jersey battle. Uh, Dre, I, I really appreciate you coming on, buddy. I'm glad you're here. We're going to talk about the Nacho Challenge in just a second, but I want to hear I want your take on the Bobby Wagner statement. Is this Seattle's division to lose? And, uh, and what do you think about the clowny ordeal happening? 
Dre's deafened, so he can't even hear you. You're on mute. He can't even oh, hear Oh, yeah, he can't even hear us. That's true. Yeah. What do you think, Steve? I'll switch over to you. What do you think about that Bobby Wagner statement? I, I don't know if it's theirs to lose. I do think that's a pretty tight division. Um, but I don't know if you can really say it's theirs to lose. Um, which would be on Cloudy. That's interesting to see where he's going to go. I don't I don't really know where he's going to end up. I could maybe see Tennessee. Yeah, I'm about to add him to the unemployment bench with uh, Jameis and Cam. I don't think he's going to find a spot. I think he's asking for too much money and uh, no way to, to know if he's healthy or not um, for, for what he wants. I mean, that's it's impossible. So, um, he can come and, to New England for the veteran uh, minimum if he wants. <laughs> if that's you right. Wait until after June 1st, I think you'll see Clowney sign somewhere after those June 1st cuts, saving a lot of teams' money. I mean, I already know the Falcons are getting an extra $10 million from Trufon after June 1st. So wait until around then, and I guarantee that Clowney will be on a team somewhere. Yeah, I heard, I heard he really likes Texas, but not Houston. So we'll have to see where he ends up. Well, let's. <laughs> let's well, go ahead. I was just going to say about that Bobby Wagner thing, where. Has this ever worked in the history of football? <laughs> has it ever has has it ever turned out well? I don't think it has. I don't know. Frank Clark said a lot of shit and they won the Super Bowl, so that's true. I thought for sure they were gonna just, lose. You know, I remember I, I go back a little way. So I remember in two thousand one, you remember the Patriots beat the, the Steelers in the AFC championship. After the game, Cordell Stewart said, sometimes the best team doesn't win. And they, opening day the following year, they came to Gillette Stadium, and every time that they punted or threw an incompletion, they played the clip of Cordell Stewart saying, sometimes the best team doesn't win. That and that, that it never it never works. It never, never works. works. I, I mean, it, it, you hear stories across across sports. We we heard the same thing: the Rockets chirping at the Warriors for years, mm-hmm. never won a series. And and you you watch a uh, uh, different. I, I mean, you just watch uh, the the Dodgers and Astros years ago. I'm, of course, keep it in Texas because the ones that are most prevalent in my head. Dodgers mm-hmm. and Astros years ago, and that, even though the trash can gate was going on, it didn't work. And so you have multiple things, um, multiple times where where people like to talk shit to each other and the people who are in, instigating the shit and, and talking shit never win. Uh, Frank Clark is the exception, Miles. Good, good bring up there. There's another exception, too. If you go to the NBA, do you remember when the Lakers won one year and after the game, Pat Riley said, I guarantee everybody right here, we're going to do it again. And they did. Yeah, it was a long time ago. That was definitely a long time ago. <laughs> that's, that's, that's far back. But yes, another exception to the rule. And we're going far back, reaching into the, the archives of, of NBA history there to, to tell you, yes, there are some exceptions. Um, but no, I, I, I do not. Uh, I, I am not fully on board with Seattle stating that they're the favorites in that division. Matter of fact, I don't have the winning division right now. Man, we're, we're going to talk about that in, in just a second. Um, let's Let's go over. Um, our into the lab segment here in round one. So uh, with tons of sports happening right now, right guys, um, we decided we were going to crunch some numbers. So we looked at offensive WrestleMania. Schemes. 
<laughs> we're not going to WrestleMania. We're going to all these offensive schemes and productivity numbers. We took defensive schemes and their productivity numbers, consistency ratings by coaching staffs, and strength of schedule for 2020-2021 season. And we said, who are the top five teams with the best record next year? And I've got the top five here right now. So let's talk about that list right now. Tied for fifth. Dallas Cowboys and New Orleans Saints came in. Garbage, tied garbage, fifth. garbage take, garbage take. Number four, the Baltimore Ravens. Number mm, three, garbage. the Green Bay Packers. Garbage. Number two, the <laughs> Buffalo <laughs> Bills. Oh my number, god, that's garbage. And number Bills one, mafia. the Kansas City Chiefs. Only so let's take a Let's talk about the, these these teams. <laughs> We've obviously heard Miles' take through all of this, and let's start. Yeah, the let's Bills start. Should be, the Bills should be number one. Let's start with Dre, since I see Dre's mic is working. Dre, how do you feel about the top five, six? If you want to count the tie. First off, Bills should be number one. I mean, they've got Josh Allen. So, <laughs> what? 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 What else is there to say about that? There's a new king in the AFC, and it's the Buffalo Bills. Man, I don't even know if he's talking for real, but that's a troll. But I'm pretty sure it's just a troll job. I do think the Bills are very talented on both sides of the ball. I'm not going to take that away from them. they got a stout defense, and they have a very good, talented offense. And a very, uh, if you take the Patriots out, probably one of the weakest divisions in the NFL, aside from the NFC coach. East. Good and coach, have, too. And they have a good coach. So, I mean, just all the way around, um, very good team. Uh, I, liked, I liked the Chiefs-Bills. I'm shocked by the other... Well, not so much the Ravens. I thought the Ravens would be a little bit higher, but I'm shocked by the other three teams. Uh, Dave, Davey, I'm or Dave, I'm going to go with you. What What do you think about this this uh, ranking board that we got from our numbers? No problem at all. So what I was saying was that the the Saints were the ones that surprised me because okay. ever since Breeze got there, it seems like if they win, they win 34-30. And I know he's had a a series of defensive coordinators out there. Peyton has. And it just seems like whoever they have, it always ends up the same. So I was very shocked to hear that they were that high. Yeah, the consistency ratings held a, held a lot of weight for coaching staff and players on the team. And so that mm -hmm. might be why the Cowboys and Saints both snuck into the top five because they had a very similar rating. Um, but but I, I like your take on that because really the Saints defense has always been that one part, especially the secondary, uh, that one part where you just pick on that and pick on that and pick on that and you just have um, – Basically, out-slinging out battles. Um, let me get mm -hmm. your take, Miles. I know the entire time you were yelling, you know, fake news and, and, and you know, screw you. So let, let's hear the, uh, the, the, the top <laughs> five rankings that you had uh, or that you want to you wanna dissect right now. I mean, like, if you want to talk about the Buffalo Bills being second in the NFL, you got to take a deeper look at that. And, like, yeah, the AFC East is pretty weak. I mean, they could probably rip off two wins off of the Jets because the Jets are garbage. Uh, I mean, Miami, they'll probably split because I think Miami's on an upward trend now. And, I mean, they were still competitive last year, and now you're just giving them more talent. So I think Miami will – I mean, honestly, in a 17 playoff in, in each conference, I think Miami could even combat for a wild card position at this rate. New England, I'm, I'm not sold on New England fully going down this year. I think New England can actually still be competitive and make it back into the playoffs, depending on how well their quarterback play is. Because with Belichick, you're never going to have an unsolid team unless there's like a major flaw, and right now that is at quarterback. So if uh, Stidham comes out and is a great quarterback, New England will be fine. Stud him. Okay, Stud him. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> If they go and draft a quarterback and he turns out to be great, then New England will definitely be back into a power position. So 
I don't honestly think that Buffalo can rip off a lot of wins off the AFC East. And overall, I think they have a fairly tough schedule this year. And especially with just the way the NFL is changing, I don't like Buffalo's chances. Do you think the reason that they asked to add a, an additional playoff spot is so the Patriots could make the playoffs this year? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Goodell definitely wants to help the Patriots. I'm, I'm sure of that. Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, they're best friends, so I don't see why, why they wouldn't. I, I just keep remembering that time when he handed that trophy after Super Bowl 51. He basically shoved it in Robert Kraft's face. <laughs> well, the whole reason why he shoved it so hard in his face is because Bill Belichick was sliding the massage receipt into his pocket. And that's oh, when the feud really started. Oh. <laughs> that's when the feud really massage started. Massage jokes. He thought that was going to be a comp, and it ended up being a charge. I'm just, I'm just telling you what the rumor said. Zing. <laughs> Ray, how do that. you feel about that? How do you feel about the Cowboys in the top five? Uh, who's the quarterback? <laughs> Dakota Prescott. Yeah, some dude. Dakota. Named, uh, Prescott. Yeah, uh, bum. Uh, good luck. Is his real name Dakota? His real name is Dakota, guys. You guys know what Eli Manning's real name is? Garbage. Elisha. <laughs> I'm not. It, I'm not joking. Is it really? Is it Elisha? Elisha. E L I S H A. That's wonderful. That's awesome. That's probably the Thank best you. news I've heard today. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll still call him by his real name, Garbage, though. Okay, living in living in San Antonio and being a lifelong Texas uh, resident, I have about as much faith in Dak Prescott uh, winning than I have uh, in my ex-wife being pretty again. Ain't going to happen. Oh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Damn. Hot takes are flying. Oh, Ray, let me ask you something. I mean, you see Cam Newton's out there. Would you rather have Cam Newton than Dak Prescott? Uh, yes, but Cam Newton has to learn how to dress like a man and not like his uh, grandma. <laughs> Have you seen what this dude wears? Dude, you're Cam Newton. You're like fucking seven feet tall. You're a beast out there. And you come out with a damn, uh, uh, your grandma's outfit on? What the hell is that? Just just keep in mind he's prepped for coronavirus, though. You're supposed to cover your neck with one of those shawls, right? right Isn't that what no Trump said? That's, yeah. That's, that's valid. That's valid. He, I mean, he was just, he's just uh, practicing. Cam's pants accidentally fall during the press conference. That boy's wearing a leopard skin thong. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god! Well, let me tell you, if I if this if these were biased rankings, I would have had Cowboys one and Houston two, but that would have had way too much heat on it. So I let the numbers <laughs> do the talking here, and we can disclose our full rankings and projections later on on www.thesportgene.com. We're going to segue from that, everybody. That will wrap so up Houston, our. What's Houston that, Drake? Two with Dave. Houston, too, with David Johnson at running back. Vintage DJ running this year. I can't even, yeah. I can't even say a, that without smiling. O-line, though. We're just going to bring a bunch of guys. We're just going to put walls there, and hopefully you can run through them. We can't pay anybody on that line. Were you saying something, Steve? Uh, I was just uh, saying how great of a trade it was by Bill O'Brien. It's a classic it's, Bob I, trade. Yeah, I just, I just like to reiterate that I think that was a very, very good trade. Bill Belichick 2.0. Any hot takes on? Uh, <laughs> any hot takes on where Deshaun Watson ends up next year? Uh, besides New England. Baltimore. Is the XFL still hiring? <laughs> oh shit! Bills. 
Bills. Bills. Bills. Really? As a Patriots fan, you shouldn't be talking about looking at XFL quarterbacks because right now you would probably die to have Philip Walker. Yeah, MVPJ. He definitely would be dying to have them in New England. I'm surprised mm -hmm. Steve, Steve is now a Buccaneers fan, so he'll probably say Tampa Bay number one. We'll end it there. Let's wrap up round one. Brought to you by Taquito Express, where you can get all-you-can-eat tacos for $7.99. We'll be back with round two after this commercial break. Before we start round two on the Sport Jeans Into the Lab podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of 8 to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley, check out Triple Double Basketball Academy, one of the premier programs in Texas, located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. Round two, weekly pick'em and game outlooks. <clears throat> Round two is our NBA segment brought to you by SATX Rated, where you can get the best inside analysis and deals around the Alamo City. Let's start with NBA news featured around the Hall of Fame. All right, so congratulations to the late and great Kobe Bryant, his family going to be enjoying the honors of Kobe Bryant going to the Hall of Fame. Kevin Garnett, and we definitely have some Kevin Garnett, um, <laughs> well, quotes to talk about with him and, and Minnesota. San Antonio's own and loved Tim Duncan getting to the Hall of Fame. My personal favorite, Coach Rudy T, making it to the Hall of Fame. Coach Eddie Sutton, the Bulldog, Tamika Catchings, which if you have never seen a Tamika Catchings clip, Go watch your defensive highlight, kids. It'll teach you something. Texas's own Kim Mulkey, New England Hall of Famer Barbara Stevens, and, of course, FIBA's own Patrick Bauman. Congratulations to all of you. Wonderful impact on the sport of basketball. Uh, any of these really stand, stand out to you all that shock you or that you want to share a very fond memory of, of what they did for the game of basketball? I mean, obviously Kobe is where you have to start. I mean, I, it's so... It's such an impactful story as, the, as you know, knowing that Kobe will not be there. I think that was the one thing throughout his whole career is that he wanted. He really wanted to be or see himself go into the Hall of Fame. And he definitely talked about it a lot. And I think that this, uh, the ceremony that they're going to have at the Hall of Fame is going to be a really special one this year. And I think we're going to hear a lot about Kobe, especially when that time comes through as famous players and legends start talking about their favorite memories. So I think that's going to be a big theme going through the whole hall of fame ceremony, but all in all an amazing class. I think those big three there with uh, Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett, I think this is going to be an outstanding class and a really special year as a whole. I think that's some great things are going to happen. Yeah. I was really excited to see most of these. I mean, one of the greatest classes you could probably say top five all time, at least the top five all time and uh, NBA hall of fame classes. Um, you know, I'd like to touch a little bit about Tim Duncan since uh, Ray and I are in the city of San Antonio. I mean, Tim Duncan uh, changed the economy, changed people's lives here in San Antonio as him and the Admiral first started off uh, with their championship and then led to five more champion or four more champions after, uh, championships after that for the city of San Antonio. Um, Alamo City 
uh, wrote this franchise with with Popovich and the big three for a long time and uh, with Monty Job and Tony Parker. And so a big thank you to Tim Duncan um, for what he did for the city. Congrat- big congratulations to him. Ray, did you want to say anything about Tim Duncan? I totally agree with you. And uh, I think you can attest to this, Ernest, is that we were actually, the whole city of San Antonio was actually pretty spoiled for a long time seeing those yeah. three, the big three play. And then now that uh, each one of them retired, I mean, we there's it, a big hole in the in the sports heart of San Antonio, so to speak. So uh, I think uh, it's well deserved uh, for Tim Duncan. I'm I'm totally looking forward to that ceremony. Uh, and not only that, uh, in the next hopefully what three to five years, uh, I think it's it's going to be more than appropriate for Manu and Tony to join join him in the uh, at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't know what hole you're talking about. You guys still got DeRozan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> uh, I, okay, moving on. <laughs> Steve, Steve, what about you? You have anybody uh, in particular you liked in this class that that you want to talk about? Well, uh, that big three, like you said, it's phenomenal. That uh, Kobe, Tim Duncan, and KG all going in together. That's a beautiful yep. class. That's going to be a fun ceremony to watch. Uh, KG was uh, obviously. Um, Awesome to me. Uh, it's going to be fun. We can get get to watch a lot of Kobe and KG going at each other, actually, in uh, in the video reels for this yep. ceremony. Um, for their finals matchups, I, I absolutely loved Kevin Garnett. His number's getting retired here uh, himself. I do have to say that the Nets showed how um, inept the organization is, and tweeted out something about uh, Kevin Garnett being the first Nets player inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yep, saw that. Saw that. Yeah. yeah. Of course <laughs> they did. Of course they did. Um, I, I that, do, that, I do, that I, killed me. I do like the true beef he shows with Minnesota and not wanting to work <clears throat> with the owner, doesn't want his jersey retired, doesn't, doesn't care for the owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. When they sell, he'll, he'll go and retire his jersey. I, I think that shows just kind of the authenticity that players have with front office and with team owners. Um, so kudos on understanding his ground. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Tamika Catchings. Um, it intrigued me when I saw her name on the list, so I decided to look it up and and really kind of dissect her highlights. I mean, she was like Patrick Beverly on steroids when it came to the defensive end, and she won a Defensive Player of the Year, I think it was five times, and an MVP. So she did wonders for the WNBA. She was just a bulldog. So if you ever have time to just sit around and watch some old basketball highlights, I definitely – intrigued to watch those um but i want to give the last shout out in this in this new segment before we move on to our all nba teams to coach rudy t uh from the houston rockets uh it's been a long time coming but i I think every houston rocket fan can tell you right now you should have been in the hall of fame a long time ago um and i think you've done wonders for the city you've done wonders for the sport so thank you so much uh rudy tamjanovic for doing so much for the sport and for the houston rockets thank you um, let's let's talk about um, our All NBA first team lineups. Now we're going to dissect the second and third team next week, but I wanted to see how much we disagree about the top five players: two guards, two forwards, and one center in the NBA. Um, and I'm, I, let's start with the guard position. And um, let me go ahead and, and start with Miles. Miles, if you had to pick one of the top two guards that you had first team All NBA, who's who's your first guard? 
my first guard, honestly, I'm kind of split on it because I want to go Harden just because he is probably the better player overall. But the fire that Dane had this season, I mean, they're both my two, they're my two picks for sure. But if I'm going with my first pick, I'm probably going to say Harden just because Harden is the – it's like NBA 2K takeover on steroids when Harden's on the yeah. court. I mean, it's really hard to stop him on defense. Like, even the best defenders can't hold Harden to under 30 points sometimes. It's really ridiculous with him. So Harden easily first-team NBA for me. Gotcha. Steve, I'm going to you next. Who do you have as your first guard All-NBA? Um, I, I'd actually have to go with, um, Harden or, um, Westbrook. Okay. So one, one of Harden or Westbrook. Dre, you're up. First guard, all NBA. Dead. Dead. (laughs) All right, Dave, you want to chime in on this one? Do you have a guard you want to, you want to select for first team all NBA? I'm going to go with uh, Damian Lillard. Okay, so going Dame time. Ray, you got a pick for this segment? Uh, I'm going to have to stay in the state of Texas, man, and go with Luka. Uh, he's he's a baller, man. Wow, Luka. As you know, I'm, I'm going to go with James Harden himself. I'm going to check Dre one more time. You got the mic on? We'll, we'll catch you up, Dre, when you get everything working over there. Let's Let's look at your first forward. And I'm going to start the forward segment. I'm obviously going LeBron James with what he's done, his stats, and his mission of getting another title there in L.A. I'm picking LeBron James. Let me go to you first, Steve. Um, yeah, I'd have, uh, for the forward position, I'm going to go with uh, Giannis first. Giannis, okay. And what about you, Dave? Um, Barnes. okay miles what about you um i'm gonna go with the claw Kawhi. i mean he's had a bit more quiet season compared to last year's but i mean if you just look at the numbers and look at how he's played Kawhi is probably the best player in the nba this season did you say Kawhi? no (laughs) oh okay i thought you were i thought you went punny there all right jason tatum's the best player in the nba this year though oh well i mean kemba tatum brown obviously are all much better than these guys but i think the fans wouldn't like that yeah yeah that's that's for our slightly biased nba all all first team votes right there (laughs) ray who's your first forward i have to agree with Kawhi. oh uh, san antonio picking uh Kawhi for that uh, first forward spot Let's talk about the center. I, I debated the center position so much. I don't think Dre's still with mm. us. We're going we're gonna to go back. Now, if you had to pick a true center to be an NBA first team or first first team all-NBA, uh, I'm going to start with you, Miles. Who would you pick? Um, you have to go with Anthony Davis. I think there's not a lot of debate there. Yep, that's actually my pick as well as Anthony Davis. Steve, do you have somebody different? Uh Maybe Towns, but I'd have to go with Davis over him. Daniel Tice. Defense. Oh my yeah. gosh! Or 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 Daniel Tice or uh, Taco Fall or Rob Williams. Time was. Dave, you have oh, some Anthony, logic to this segment. I, I would go with Andre Drummond. Okay, that that's that's a pick that you can get behind. Why Andre Drummond? I just like the physicality of his play. Okay, Ray. What about you? What do you feel on center? 
think it's a toss-up uh, between uh, Davis and Joel Embiid. Uh, I just wish Joel would kind of keep his temper uh, down and just concentrate more on being a big man, man. But if, if, if he would get some discipline in him, I think he'd be a beat. That's a, that's a good argument between Joel Embiid. Uh, Drummond was out there as well. I didn't even think about Drummond. Drummond, Embiid, Towns, and Davis were all kind of mentioned in this segment for center. Let's go back to the guard. Let's talk about our second guard um, that you would pick. I'm going to start with you, Miles, like I did in the first guard. Um, I mean, I'm going to have to go with Dame. I think he caught fire this season and showed that he's probably one of the best players in the NBA on one of the t- worst teams in the NBA. And the fact that what he does with Portland is amazing. I mean, if they had Nurkic back mixed with McCollum, mixed with Hassan Whiteside, you're talking about a totally different system going on there. But I just don't ever see it happening for Dame in Portland. And I think if he left, that's a bottom-tier team. That's a team that doesn't get more wins than Knicks, I feel. So Dame really brings that team up to a whole new level, and that's why I'd help him as first team. Okay. Dave, what do you have in your second guard? Did we say Kyle Lowry? Anybody say Lowry? Not yet. Lowry's garbage. Garbage, garbage. Don't say it. 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 It's too late. He went Lowry. No. He no, has put no, Lowry in first team all NBA. I went there. You're not welcome <laughs> you back. <laughs> Steve, good what about got, you, buddy? Good, hey, I'm an NFL uh, guy. Go easy on me now. Go easy. Um, I'm going to go with Marcus Smart because the best defender in the game. Oh, my gosh. I'll just all take your first. And, not and, all NBA defense. Not all NBA defense, Steve. Yeah, we're uh, not there but, yet. Uh, ow. Well, I don't know. Um. I guess I guess Lillard is is um the next first team All NBA guy I'd say, but besides like you know Kemba or Brad Wanamaker. <laughs> okay, Ray, what about you, buddy? Brad fucking change Wanamaker. It up, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna change it up, and I'm gonna go with uh, my man Donovan Mitchell. Man, I know I know he's sick right yeah, now, but uh, I, he just man, just the way he plays, I, I love his intensity, and he's just silky smooth. It reminds me of like a. a, a Westbrook's little brother just attacks the rim. So, yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, with Donovan. Yeah, and I'm going with older brother, Russell Westbrook. You can't get away from the Harden-Westbrook tandem. I think they both have been first-team All-NBA Garden. guards. Uh, no, nah, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Um, both players average two steals a game. Both players average one block a game, along with their stupendous offensive numbers. So I'm going to go Russell Westbrook and James Harden as my guards. Um, that opens up the second forward position. And for me, that's Giannis's spot. On my team, on my first All NBA team. What about you, Steve? Who do you have as your second forward? Ah, do I need to tell you? Or can you guess the answer? Oh gosh, is, is it Jason Tatum? Yeah, it's Jason Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Jason, is it Jason Tatum for you too, Dave? Jason Tatum, one hundred. <laughs> Miles, tell me it's not Jason Tatum for you. Come on, Tatum. L A Bron. Yeah. Thank you. Logic, it's LeBron James. What about you, Ray? Go with you, brother. It's got to be the Greek freak. Yeah, I think Giannis, <laughs> Giannis is spectacular. So, so I already I, said him though. Well, you could you didn't say LeBron though. You think I don't? I don't like LeBron. You don't like LeBron. That's the reason why it's because Jason Tatum's got your heart. So our our All NBA teams very different. Uh, some similarities, but I think um, <laughs> consistently though, Giannis, James Harden, Anthony Davis was on most of our All NBA lineups. Um, Jason LeBron, Tatum, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook. For me, we're we're not on everybody's lineup, but no surprise there. Who nobody was really going to go double rockets. We don't get that much love. So. 
So uh, we are going to challenge Lapsters. Send in your first team All-NBA. If you felt the season ended today, who is your first team All-NBA? We're going to post this out with our episode. That's our analysis on that. We will go over our second and third team All-NBA. Really excited to hear Brad Wanamaker's name come up in our second and third team. But let's go to a commercial break, and we will wrap up today's episode. Welcome to Alamo City. Or is it the military city? Or... Is it the Riverwalk City? What in the world do you call San Antonio? You can find all the greatest and latest information on SATX Rated, proud sponsor of the Into the Lab podcast, and a big partner when it comes to finding your way around San Antonio, Texas. Go find SATX Rated on all major social platforms. Follow them, like them, share them. They're here for you. SATX Rated, find out what San Antonio is made of. Round three, what's cooking in the lab? So guys, I'm going to do, I'm going to do our sign off right here. Um, and then if you guys, if you guys want, you can do a goodbye at the end. Um, let's, let's just get into it. We invite all other media members or sports podcasts to join us on Into the Lab, part of our mission on the Blue Collar Sports Radio Network to debate, share hot takes, and do what we love the most, talk sports. Hard work, strong takes, and entertainment to your ears, the Blue Collar Sports Radio Network. With our mothership acknowledged, we appreciate all of your support. Hashtag ELM equals every listen matters. We want our show to continue and be part of your Thursday mornings going forward. So listen to our episode, share on social platforms, leave a review, and promote to others as well. We only grow as your support does. I was your host, Ernest Sylvan, on behalf of everyone this morning. We hope your favorite team's replays are on TV. You're watching wrestling uh, for Drasic, and you haven't gotten tired of your families. Special thank you to all of our guests today, Ray Martinez and Dave. We appreciate you guys being a part. Um, uh, you Got Served podcast. Have a great week, everyone. Uh, all right. That wraps it up. Let me get Craig off. Yep. Bye, Craig. Hey, thank, yeah, thanks, you, thanks, Dave. Thanks, Ray, for you guys joining us today and, and, and being a part of it, man. It, it's great to have you guys. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app and follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.